Super Talk Mississippi media production. This is Jack Hoffman. For nearly 31 years, Tico Steakhouse has been a staple for fine dining in Jackson, Mississippi. I would like to invite you to come experience our family tradition of our hospitality, sizzling steaks, and healthy poured beverages. East County Lime Road in Ridgeland, 601-956-1030. He's the former president and publisher of the Sun-Herald, and now he's on the radio. Welcome to Coast View with Ricky Matthews on Super Talk Mississippi Gulf Coast 103.1. Welcome to Coast View, the show that every single day celebrates the men and women who are making this place, coastal Mississippi, such a great place to live work and play. I've got a couple of quotes I want to share with you this morning. One is from my friend Susan Myers Griggs, a very special person. I, I really enjoy my friendship with her, but she posted this. No one in this world is pure and perfect. If you avoid people for their mistakes, you will be alone in this world. So judge less and love more. That's really good advice. That's really good advice. And uh, not, you know, it kind of speaks for itself. I came across these three quotes. We're going to have a bit of a musical conversation today, and I'll introduce my guests here in just a second. But uh, this quote, these are three quotes. One is by Bob Marley. See if this doesn't sort of ring true for you. One good thing about music, when it hits you, you feel no pain. When it hits you, you feel no pain. That's certainly true about music as it relates to me. Uh, Let's see. Hans Christian Andersen. Where where words fail, music speaks. Man, is that true. And then lastly, this is from Plato. So we're going to get a little bit of philosophical, uh, you know, contribution here. Music is a moral law. It gives soul to the universe, wings to the mind, Flight to the imagination, and charm and gaiety to life and to everything. Man, that is so true. One of the interesting things about my conversation with Robert St. John is uh, that we had yesterday was just so much fun to talk to Robert about life. But during the, during the uh, during the break, we were talking about how one of my friends has all these different genres in the same playlist. So you might hear hard rock one minute and country the next, and you might hear classical the next. I don't like to listen to music like that. I, if I'm in a Mozart or Vivaldi or Beethoven mood, that's what I want to listen to. If I'm going to think a lot, I want to hear I want to hear exclusively Mozart. If I'm in uh, sort of a, if I'm out running or whatever, I like to listen to Coldplay. And I just want to listen to Coldplay. Now, I can be a, it can be a Coldplay channel on uh, on one of the on Spotify, for example, and I can hear some others that are like Coldplay. But when I'm in that Coldplay mood, I want to hear that kind of music. I don't want to hear a mix of genres. But either way you look at it, um, it definitely brings charm and gaiety to your life and to everything, as Plato puts it. You know what? Today is a special treat for me because I'm going to be reliving some some time that I spent. Uh, I started playing drums when I was in the fifth grade and played all the way through high school. Played drums after that. Played in the country music band along the way and 
I just, you know, once once a drummer, always a, a drummer. Once once you're in music, you're always in music. And uh, I'm so pleased today to be joined by my dear friend, someone who we played drums together in high school, and he's gone on to be a an incredible band director and a composer of music. And his name is Greg Fieris. He's from Gulfport, and he's just someone I have always been incredibly fond of. And I'm just thrilled to have Greg on Coast View today. How you doing, my friend? Doing good, Ricky. How you doing? It's great to see you. It's great to see you. You know, I've really enjoyed following you on fo- on social media, and uh, and it's interesting because I remember when you posted about you had this first composition that got published, and then since then you've gotten sort of prolific. But but once I started to study your 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 story, once you left Gulfport, uh, once you left Gulfport East. And you got into college. You you became a really prolific writer, writing music, writing uh, drum cadences, and I, I guess that was always in you. I, I'm not surprised because you were incredibly talented at the time. But it's been part of your soul almost all of your life, hasn't it? Oh yeah, it's since well, really since I was 16. Uh, a lot of things I did, you know, you probably didn't know about um, when I first started. I bought a book on transposition of instruments i said well i'll decide to write and uh so i'd started writing for small you know, little groups um of course during high school i went over to the two junior highs and taught the drum lines over there taught them some of the things that we knew and uh i'd go over to bioview or east junior high and and uh give them a little cadence teach them a little few th- a few things and you know from there uh that's where it all started again you know you got it was interesting greg is that uh you were really a good drummer and i could tell always that you were a quick learner and uh and you were very good at reading music and but you were shy you were so shy and you didn't let on <laughs> do i now I'm not as quiet anymore, <laughs> uh, but uh, you like that's something you grow you grow into. Yeah, uh, but you know, I know I know school in school. I was always a very quiet person. I mean, somebody would come up to me, I'd want to go hide in the corner sometimes. But um, you know, band was was the big thing for me. That's what got me through school. Yeah, a lot of a lot of kids are that way. <clears throat> band is their thing, and that's you know when they get through it. And I finally decided that that's what I wanted to do. Well, look, I, I've often said that that band and my love of the outdoors are what saved me, because instead of out you know going out gallivanting, I would rather just go. Uh, out to Courthouse Road Pier and catch some redfish and and sharks. You know that I mean that was during high school, and then uh, in band, it saved me in so many different ways. I, I've 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 talked about this before, but for people who don't fully appreciate it, you know when we were in band, especially under John Pearson, who was just an absolute incredible band director at a very young age, he was just in, an incredible band director. But what what he taught us was discipline and and the need to 
the need for repetition and the, and the need to be part of a team and about being on time and about being committed and about pa- being passionate. And it was, uh, it was a lesson in life. I don't think that we fully appreciate how much of a lesson in life it was, but it really, for me, uh, Greg, it, it laid a foundation for me for future success. Me too. I mean, blessed with several really fine band directors, really, from from back when I started in fifth grade with Fred Hogue, of course, with John Pearson, uh, Richard Smith, Blaine Curry. I mean, these guys, these guys were just amazing. I mean, and always put out great, great bands, had great players. Uh, I always had Lions band players. Yeah. That's, that's still a big thing uh, for kids these days to, is to make that Lions All-State band and get to travel. Last year, they went to uh, Montreal. This year, they're going to Boston. And, uh, you know, it's a good chance, good thing to do. Of course, we went to our clinics and things and try. I had to try out. You always beat me by a chair. <laughs> <laughs> it, it was when it was really something I tell people. I said, well, "Yeah, I said, yeah, Ricky Matthews beat me by a tenth of a point for first chair." <laughs> it, it was, but, but the but hey, but, hey, but coming come back to the, the spirit of competition. I mean, whether it was individual excellence in playing the drums or whether it was the excellence that we strive for as a band, whether it was in concert band or marching, you know, people who don't, who aren't engaged in that, they don't appreciate what we're doing to these young people and what's happening in their minds around learning the music and reading the music and being part of this, this effort to, to strive to excellence. I mean, it's life changing kind of stuff, but I, I really enjoy, you know, thinking back at the, at the sort of the competitive edge of it all, um, we took that stuff real seriously, didn't we? Yes, we did. We took it very serious. And we had to with uh, the two band directors we had in high school. We had to with John Pearson and Dave Sandage. And both of them, you know, really tried to instill, you know, that discipline. And, you know, it was my way or the highway. <laughs> <laughs> you remember that? Oh, I know. Hey, listen, man. I gosh dang, man. Again, because I was always, I was, I was always kind of independent minded, you know. And and I tell people older in my life, especially as a newspaper publisher and having my own radio show, having that independent mind is really important. But I was, uh, you know, I was described in fifth grade as Mister Fidgets by my, one of my teachers. Um, I was always. Um, I'm sure that that for for teachers and for someone like John Pearson, which I can remember so well, many disciplinary sessions I had with him, that I drove them insane. You know, uh, I was uh, I was that kind of you know that kind of person. But man, they were disciplined. They were definitely disciplinarians. Hey, listen, we're at the end of this section. When we get to the other side, we're going to continue our conversation, looking back on how. Our times in band together really changed our lives. And what, what you know, I went off to paramedic school, um, and, uh, and and Greg Fierres went off and, you know, ultimately became a composer. And we're going to share some of his music as well as we get into this conversation. So we'll see you after this break.
live or on demand and watch episodes of Coast View on your laptop, desktop, or on your phone or tablet by going to supertalkmsgulfcoast.com. His love for the coast is why he's here. It's Coast View with Ricky Matthews on Super Talk Mississippi Gulf Coast 103.1. Welcome back to Coast View. I have my friend Greg Fieris with me. We were in band together in high school. We both played drums. He went on to uh, to college and you know became a prolific writer and and extraordinarily good musician and uh, he's he's composing music. In fact, we're going to share some of his music here uh, before the show is up. But when we went to break, we're talking about the influence that our band directors had on us. You know, when I think back, Greg, let's take let's take John Pearson again for as an example. You know, when we did these these shows that were focused around, like for example, Blood, Sweat, and Tears. I don't, did he did he listen to the music and write the compositions himself? How did how did we get so good at that? And where did the music come from? Well, uh, he probably listened to uh, the record back then. It was it was vinyl. <laughs> yeah, and, and would come up with it. And he once told me, he said, "No one knows your band better than you do," and that stuck with me through the years. And that and uh, that's how that's very true. Uh, he would probably sit down either with a piano or you know with the and just play the record and listen and just jot it down. I mean, it's it was it was amazing. We were playing top forty. <laughs> you know, this day and time, of course, it's it's different. You know, it's a lot different due to you know copyright. Copyright law. Right, right. Got to be very careful, and you know, and I understand now as a composer how important that is. Uh, but you know, Mr. Pearson would just sit down and just the next day he would have something written, and it kind of it's kind of strange how that turned that turned about. But we'll talk about you know. How I started as far as writing percussion when I was in high in college, uh, I did tell you a little bit about that. This is what, what really was amazing was they would hand me a score when I was at Mississippi State. Uh, they would hand me a score music, and I would say, "Okay," they'd say, "Okay, you've got two hours to write this drum part," and there was no finale music program it was just my scribble and i mean uh it was two o'clock drum rehearsal was at four band was at five so uh mr hale or dr seals would come in with the score and say uh we need a drum part and i did that for four years and i got better at it and in the meantime i did the same thing that i did in high school i would go out and do Two or three different drum lines during, you know, like at night. I would leave band practice at six and have to be at in Greenwood at seven thirty for a practice. And we practice till nine and then drive back from Greenwood to Starkville. So it was just it's just the way it, it just the way it but went. What was interesting, you you really it was interesting because there wasn't like this big ramp up when you left high school. 
you were you had been you had been again most of us had no idea that you had been as deep in composition of drone parts and the work that you were doing to understand music and all of that so when you got to you got to Mississippi State quickly you became sort of the principal percussionist for the symphonic band you were doing you were doing arranging for the as we know it now the Mississippi State famous maroon band uh, you played you played drums in the stage band, uh, which uh, is a whole nother another uh, uh, dimension to the music. And and then of course you know you got very significantly into comp- composition and arranging. Um, I'm blown away looking back at that because I know how complicated that is. Especially if you think about the the drum parts that exist today, Greg. Uh, while we had a unique opportunity at Gulfport East to have exposure to one of the greatest drum and bugle corps men of in the United States, and Mar- Marty Hurley, who we la- learned from, and while we were really on the cutting edge, a lot of what we were doing as a as a high school band was significantly cutting edge, and that helped each of us kind of step step up our game. Today's world is all drum and bugle corps for the most part. It is highly technical with multiple multiple complex parts. And the fact that you can write all of that and think of that and 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 you know have that stuff flow out of your head, that's incredibly impressive. I tell you, it, it's 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 a gift to me. My music, as far as that comes, come by kind of honestly. My dad uh, was a singer and uh, was on the Ted Mack original Amateur Hour. He sang. And he was I always asked him to sing. And when I was remember when I was little, we got this golden book collection of music. And one of them has a, it was a uh, selections of classical music. And there was a baton in the box with the record. So I would get that baton, and I would conduct anything. I would conduct to the theme of cartoons. This is at six years old. So. You know, it kind of was in me in me back then. Uh, but I credit my dad. He left us a little too early. Uh, he passed away when I was not quite nine years old. But I do remember, and I do have recordings of him, and uh, from back in in the forties. <laughs> yeah, you know, it's interesting because I remember I remember that well about your story, even from back in those days. I remember going to your house and how kind your mother was. Your, your mother was a special lady, wasn't she? Yes, she was. She was. Um, you know, music was always around the house, too. Because uh, after my dad passed, we moved in with my grandparents. And my great aunt lived with us. And I'm telling you, my grandfather played guitar. My, my uh, great aunt played the mandolin and the guitar. They would sit and play old Greek folk songs around the kitchen table. And when I got my drumsticks, (laughs) my drum pad, I'd go in there and I'd play along with them. And it was a lot of fun. There was always a lot of music going on. My mom sang a little bit. She made a couple of little recordings with my dad, you know, and so... It's, it's interesting. Listen, uh, we won't do it now because, uh, unfortunately, Skype won't ala- able, enable this. Uh, we can't have both mics teed up at the same time. But before we started the show, I told Greg, who has a vivid memory of every drum cadence he's ever been part of, 
to to play a drum cadence that we did in high school. And I haven't played it since high school. And we graduated in 1975, so we're dating ourselves now. Um, but anyway, he started to play, and I played along with him, and it all started to come back to me. And, and I, what I think about that, Greg, is that 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 tells you that the regiment, the regimentation that we were part of, this this do it over and over and over and over and over again, this strive for excellence, this crispness that you preach today, obviously, because what identifies a drum corps today is that they sound like one set of snare drums, and they are all in sync. Well, we were doing that in high school in our way. But it it drives it into your head, man, and you just it comes back to you. It's it's stored back there in a file somewhere, and I was amazed at how quickly it came back to me. But you hear that all the time, don't you? Oh yeah, I mean it's 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 a, it's an everyday thing for me with with music and things. Things pop in my head when I least expect it. Yeah. It's so interesting. And memories, the memories that come back. Hey, why don't we do this? Uh, I want to get one of your segments in before before we get th- done with this. Kyle, how are we doing on time? How much time we have on this segment? Okay, so why don't we do this? Why don't we play? Uh, is Synchronized Energy your first one? This is this is the one that was my probably my best seller. Yeah. And so let, hey, let's we, I'll let you t- I'll let you tell about it on the other side. So let's we'll play it to the break, and then we'll pick up on the other side, and we'll talk more about it. But this is one of the compositions that Greg wrote. Go ahead, Kyle. was synchronized energy by my friend Greg Fieras. He wrote that, and it's uh, as he pointed out uh, before we started to play, it's one of his best sellers. We'll we'll talk more about that particular song on the other side, and we'll play some of his, some of his other music. So, um, uh, it's a walk down memory lane for me as I appreciate this incredible composer that Greg has become, and we'll see you after this break. for free to the Coast View Podcast on iTunes, Google Podcasts, Spotify, or wherever you get your podcasts. 
He's the former president and publisher of the Sun-Herald, and now he's on the radio. Welcome to Coast View with Ricky Matthews on Super Talk Mississippi Gulf Coast 103.1. Welcome back to Coast View. I'm my friend Greg Fieris with us. And when we went to break, we were listen, listening to Synchronized Energy. And it incidentally was performed in the 2018 Midwest Band and, and Orchestra Clinic. And it was also selected to the Band World Top 100 and uh, and we'll be listening to country tune from from County Perry here in just a second. But hey, describe describe the kind of music that is like what 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 grade level? What what have you? What's your target audience for the bands that would play that music? Well, uh, when I taught, I taught in mostly small schools, and uh, this is a grade level. This was grade level one point five, which out of all the grades, there's grade 0.5 to grade 5. 5 being the most difficult. 0.5 being beginner band. So this is basically made for a small school or a junior high program. And um, it's a funny thing of how I came up with this. This, uh, this tune was actually a friend of, my, friend of mine it was my roommate that passed away. Uh, listened to it and said, "Oh boy, this is a winner." And at first, I was gonna, I, I was going to name it "Ripping and Running." That's the funny thing about it because I had two colleagues of mine that this is dedicated to Otis Carter and uh, the late Julius Hunt, who I worked with at Moss Point. And I'd always ask them why. Uh, what are you doing today, Prof? They said, "Well, we're just going. We're just going to be ripping and running." So I called it that. Well, when it went to the publisher, uh, the publisher said, "We need something more appropriate." So I was going to call it Energize. But a good friend of mine, Steve Stringer, who was a band director, assistant band director at Southwest Community, uh, Southwest Community College, uh, said, "Well, what about synchronized energy?" I said, "Hey." That'll say it's stuck. So it's a crazy story. It's it's good. It's it's good. You know, it, it it could be, it could be the score to a movie. You know, it has you you know it has sort of a, a movie composition feel to it. Well, it it I don't know about that, but um, you know, it has been played quite a bit. I'm fortunate that um, give a little plug here to. To my publisher, uh, Walter Cum- Walter and Janice Cu- Janet Cummings, uh, for Gra- with Grand Mesa Music Publishers in Grand Junction, Colorado. Walter was a band director in Mississippi a long time ago, and he started this company and recently retired. Uh, I'm fortunate they gave me my start in 2015 with my first piece, Pirates Cove Adventure, which is still being played. And uh, it was amazing when I got the call from the band director in Texas at Keller Middle School saying that this was this synchronized energy was going to be, to be played at the Midwest Band Clinic. And there's a lot of composers that don't don't ever have that done. I've had yeah. two. Yeah, that's a, and, hey. The, you mentioned Pirate Adventure, right? Is it the name of that song? Pirates Cove Adventure. Yeah. I remember when you posted that. 
We should have played it today, in fact. But it's a, it's really good. I thought when I listened to that, that that's a winner in, in and of itself. In 2021, though, you composed Country Tune from County Perry, literally Perry County. That's what you were writing it after you told me. I, I was the band director at Richton for, for a year, and uh, I had a couple friends that taught in the Perry County school systems at Richton and at Perry Central. And we were sitting around one day, I was talk, I was chatting, and um, they said, you know, talking about uh, the uh, Percy Granger tune, uh, country, I mean, uh, yeah, Irish tune from County Derry. Okay. Mm-hmm. And uh, I said, well, what about country tune from County Perry? <laughs> <laughs> you know, it actually was one of seven winners uh, at the, uh, let's see, one of seven, yeah, at the Grand Mason Music Publishers uh, Composition Contest, and, and it's got some other accolades as well. Why don't we play about a minute of it, and we'll come back on the other side, and we'll talk a little bit more about it. But this is Country Tune from County Perry. That's country tune, a segment of country tune by uh, from County Perry by Greg Fierce. It's interesting, Greg. When it first started, I immediately I don't know what came. You know, this is what came to mind. I could see the Munchkins and Munchkins Land on the Wizard of Oz when it first starts. That it had that kind of a feel to it. You know, has anyone else told you that? No one's told me that. Uh, this is actually what I what I thought of as a as a ride through the country on a Sunday afternoon, and uh, at the end, you stop at a farm and you're getting chased by a bull. That's why it speeds up at the end. So it's it's you know uh, I've taught in rural schools for most of my career, so you know this was this was kind of a special little thing, uh, you know, picking a country ride out, you know, out to, 
out in the country on a Sunday afternoon. Yeah, I actually, you know, that that was sort of the initial when it just started. But then as you continue to listen to it, you know, I could feel sort of um, being a downtown in a small town and there being a country fair there. And that's kind of playing in the background and all the people are gathering and it has that kind of a feel to it. It's, it's a special song and it has gotten a lot of accolades, actually. And did it surprise you? Did you did you know you had a winner when you when you uh when you did it? Well, actually, uh, when I sent this in, I sent six tunes in for this contest. Three were finalists. And this was the one that I said, well, out of the three that I least expected to get <laughs> to get it. And, I, and then the next thing I know, I'm getting a letter saying congratulations. And I'm saying, Wow. and it actually has has caught on pretty good I had a band director from Iowa contact me yesterday basically because she wanted to play on a concert and wanted to know how to pronounce my last name which a lot of people (laughs) have trouble doing (laughs) hey Greg when you get those when you get a call like that it's got to be the the best reinforcement you can get I've made so many friends through my music, especially synchronized energy, that really things started really taking off because I, I have I, the thing is on several state lists. Uh, I've got several friends from Texas, especially uh, that first year, but that was the COVID year. There were like seventy bands that were going to play it at festival. Half of them got to play it, but the other half didn't because of COVID. So, you know, I've made I've had, met so many composers when I went to Midwest in 2018, and uh, made some friends and saw some composers that you know I played their music when I was teaching, and I'm saying, oh my gosh, I'm meeting this guy, and they're just nice as they can be. <laughs> uh, composer world is you know some very nice folks. Hey, let's do a quick check. We have uh, two other compositions, but these are marching band compositions, right? Right. This, okay. This is some of the new things that have come out with uh, company. company. So, hey, Greg, let's do this. We got we got the final segment to do, so we'll squeeze both of, just snippets of both of them in and talk about you know this part of what your composition is all about. But we're visiting with my old friend. I drummed with him at, at Gulfport East, and he's gone on to to compose music and do some amazing things. But we'll continue our conversation with Greg Fieris on the other side. See you after this break. Also, listen live to Super Talk Mississippi Gulf Coast 103.1 on your Amazon Alexa devices. Once you've enabled the skill, just say, Alexa, open Super Talk Mississippi Gulf Coast. This is Coast View with Ricky Matthews on Super Talk Mississippi Gulf Coast 103.1. 
Welcome back to Coastview. We're having a conversation with my old friend, my dear friend. We drummed together at Gutport East, and he went on to be a music composer, and we are in the process of just sort of telling his story. We played those two songs uh, during that last segment, but this, these next two, we only, only play about 30 segments, uh, seconds of each. But um, the first one is called UFO. We'll play about 30 seconds, and we'll talk about it on the other side. But this is a marching band composition. So we'll see you, uh, Kyle, if So as I listen to that, immediately it comes to you know your 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 past as a percussionist and drummer. It was heavily influenced in in that music for sure, wasn't it? Oh yeah, kind of got to with the marching band and uh, yeah. Okay, so talk to me about the next one that we're about to listen to. Well, the next one we're going to listen to is "A Night in the City." This was performed actually this year at at uh, marching evaluation by Green County High School Band. Uh, it depicts a, just a, a night on the town. Uh, there's three segments to it. There's a night on the town. Uh, there's also a segment where you're like you're sitting in a bistro and having a meal and just chilling and listening to the jazz music. And then the last thing, you know, you're back on the town. You're back with all the nightlife going on. And it's kind of a funky sounding thing. So okay, so we're going to we'll only play about thirty seconds, but we'll give you a flavor of it. So this is night on the town. You know, again, the marching band sound these days is really dependent on percussion. Percussion drives the music, doesn't it? It does. So you were you you had the right experience in order to be a composer of that kind of music, didn't you? Uh, well, it, you know, when you like John Pearson said, you know your band better than anyone else, and when you're thinking of a small group or a young group, uh, like the band that played this had 30 members in it. So you've got to think, okay, what can I do to make this band sound the best it can sound? I mean, what I do a lot with a lot of my uh, clients is I'll sit down, I'll get on the phone with them and I'll say, look, okay, let's, uh, what, do you, what do you want me to do? What's your instrumentation? What kind of theme do you want? When I get it, I'll get back with them during the season. If I have to rewrite something, I do it. That's just the way I am. 
and I've always been that way. And, uh, you know, it, it's really great. I'm getting a chance to do this, uh, you know, uh, as far as publishing marching band stuff. I've, you know, mostly been doing concert band. And this new publisher that I'm with, Tucks People's Music, out of Texas, uh, Jarrett Davenport, has given me a chance to do this. Plus, besides these two marching shows, I have seven new concert pieces coming out in just a couple of months, and they're being recorded right now by some college groups. So, so more sophisticated music, more big sound music, because we're talking about, you know, how many hundred people in the band? How, how many? Well, uh, in the bands that, that are recording, I mean, it's just going to be their symphonic band, their top group, maybe about 70 or 80 play. Yeah, yeah. And of course, a college group will play, you know, play, will play, you know, you have better, more of a chance to, you know, work on things because high school groups are getting ready for contests, which is actually in about a couple of weeks. So they're not going to have very long to get ready. And, um, I'll give a plug out to my three colleges in Mississippi that are recording. Uh, Jones College is recording, Dr. Ben Burge, Kyle Lincoln Community College, uh, Juanita Prophet, and Pearl River Community College, Mike Bass. They're, they're all, uh, they took time out of their schedule to record two apiece. Wow. And of course, they're a lot, it's a lot easier music than what they are used to performing, but the kids are buying into it. Well, Greg, listen, we're coming down to the end of our time together, but as more of your music starts to get published and recorded, we'll have you back and we'll, we'll enjoy being on this journey with you. It's, a, it's incredible to see what you've done with your gift over all these years and that at this time of your life when you could just be enjoying retirement, you're actually hitting your stride. So it's going to be fun to watch what you do with this incredible talent. Thank you for joining me today, my old friend. It's been a, it's been a, a genuine pleasure. This has been Greg Fieris. And uh, have a great day, and we will see you tomorrow. Super Talk Mississippi Gulf Coast 103.1 on Facebook. Facebook.com slash Super Talk MS Coast 103.1. A Super Talk Mississippi media production.